Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the line! Reynolds! Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, g'day guys. Welcome back. We are live again for the Sunday Sash for round 13 of NRL Super Coach on the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast, where we wrap up all things for the week. The show is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze bringing your products to help you drink responsibly and conveniently. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined by my co-host, the biggest Marju fan I've heard, uh, Supercoach Matrix. Matty, how you going, mate? Oh, mate, today my missus decided we were going to do a six and a half K hike. Doesn't sound too bad. Sounds like a nice time, except when you have to carry your 13 kilo uh, toddler. Ugh. Yeah, you told me about that, I think, last night, and... Um... Or might have even been really early this morning when you got up. Not my yeah, it idea. It was a surprise Sunday. for me too. It was, my, <laughs> it was a surprise for me too. Yeah, um, I, went, for, I, went for a run yesterday. I was on struggle street, mate. My little guy's been. Uh, it's his third week at daycare now, so uh, he he's decided to bring home. I reckon just as many bugs into the house, and me and the missus have been floored over the last couple of weeks. I'm now carrying like the second bug in two weeks. So hopefully, my Enjoy voice helps the next out twelve months. Enjoy yes. the next 12 months. Mate, uh, 12 months, I reckon three years from what I've heard. It just fucking keeps going <laughs> around. But that's all right. We'll push on. We'll do what we do. Um, on today's show, guys, we will talk all booms, all busts for round 13. Uh, drop your questions ahead for the week. If you have any questions, let us know. Uh, or let, just let us know how you went this week. It's always a good gauge to see how everybody went. Uh, some pretty big scores out there from what I've seen. Uh, Raymond looked like Raymond Crane in the chat, 11.05. Big score, Captain Marju. Love the balls. Um, 11.25 for Professor Cactus as well. Really good scores. Thanks for joining us, guys. Evening, Mark. How are you, mate? Um, Maddie, we'll also talk maybe early trade thoughts. We're, we've kind of been speaking a lot this weekend about next weekend already, considering it's it still is a pretty big week, right? Round 14 probably is as important, maybe even more important than round 13. Yeah, I think so. Because, uh, you know, obviously this week we get 13 best scorers, right? So no one needed to really panic or rip their side apart or anything, but... 
there is a consequence to going hard in round 13, and that is that you probably will end up a little bit short or stuck when you've got to fill 17 players in round 14. We'll talk about the teams out and, the, uh, I guess, the, the thinking over the next few weeks very soon as well. But, guys, before we jump into the content, hey, Fady, how are you, mate? Uh, subscribe, like, please follow. Uh, go the extra mile if you want. If you really like the content, please leave us a review on the audio platforms and, and tell a mate about the podcast, someone that might get something out of it if they're a bit of a super coach nut like you and I. Um we ask you this every week, and I kind of wanted to explain it. I don't just want to kind of roll out the same kind of stuff every single week and ask you to subscribe, ask you to follow, but there is a reason for it. Um, just so for anybody who doesn't kind of work with YouTube or do much with YouTube, the you know we put a lot of time and effort into the podcast, and whilst we do love doing what we do, uh, when you reach a 1,000 subscribers, that's when monetization kicks in. That's when you start to get, I guess, or reap the reward of the, the hard work that you put in. So... Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet and you're yet to and you you like the content or you tune in each week, we would really appreciate it if you did um, to, to help us get a little bit closer to being able to kind of get the reward from the podcast. So, Yeah, 100. Matty, speaking of 100, how'd you go this uh, this weekend? Bit of a weird one. Mate, I was on an absolute tear. I think I was on 870 heading into today uh, just with Shu and um, Garrick to go and just really thought that I would be you know, up there, top 5%, all the all the whiz-bangs. Expected a big game from Garrick, expected a big game from Schuster, especially after that early one. But the guy I faded was Marju to get Asako this week. It was a big decision. Um, essentially, that allowed me to get Jermaine Hopgood instead of somebody a bit weaker. And, uh, yeah, ended up just sub 1,000. I think it'll be really good because I think all us people that have planned round 13 and we're chatting about it are all in and around that thousand but now that we're here we all hear everybody talking about the thousands but we're not hearing about the 700s and you can guarantee when i look at my head-to-head legs there's a lot of them so yeah yeah good shout i um i got 1024 saved by marju um i looped dylan brown at the start of the week um and, and i'm gonna go on a bit of a rant right now because it just really gives me the shits how long it takes them to update scores. Like every other weekend, man, correct me if I'm wrong here, but every other weekend, the Friday night game's done by like early Sunday. Like at the latest, it's done Sunday morning, right? And then they lag a little bit on the Saturday games or whatever. Like Thursday night is usually done by Saturday morning and, and Friday is usually done by Sunday morning at the latest. And how convenient that a lot of VC loops are in play this week and they end up doing the updates just as or after, like an hour after the final game starts. Like it just gives me the shits. It's just, it actually borderline feels like they're doing it on purpose. I don't know whether they are or not, but it just makes it really hard and and really inconsistent to be able to rely on knowing when scores are going to be final. I don't know whether that's just me having a rant and getting the shit about (laughs) something that's not really a big deal, but. No, I just want to make funny. (laughs) I mean, I was I was hoping Dylan Brown would get 80 plus. So I was kind of relying on maybe Dylan Brown to get his update before the game. But anyway, he did anyway. So I was lucky he got 84. Um, so the loop ended up working and, out for me. And I think, um, and we talked about it off air, as somebody that watched Dylan Brown's game and knew how fantastic uh, he played, um, it did sort of feel like it was a little low and that he could get some extra extra bump ups as I was watching the app, as I watched him do a few things. Like, yeah, you did sort of get that feeling that Dillbags was going to go go on the up so yeah he had a pretty quiet game in the second half too really so like he started red hot a couple of try assists and then went a little bit quiet so 
Um, but 84, you'd be very happy with your captain any week if they got you an 84. So you can't complain yep. about that one. Uh, you said you looped a Sarko, right? So, uh, and again, yeah, loop- if you had a Jermaine Sarko, you'd be pretty happy with looping that. Yeah, loop, looped a Sarko. And I would have looped him at 100. But again, just leaving that bad aftertaste after just absolutely firing through the start of the weekend, you know, costing me 20 points, which actually cost me to get into a thousand. I'm sure updates will, will help me out. Um, Garrick looked dangerous when he got the ball, just without Turbo, he doesn't get it as much. And Schuster does, I don't know, some weird things out there on the field. So, yeah, uh, I think they both just scraped past 50. So, I, I mean, yeah, it, it was a bit of a midweek. I mean, when I look at my scores, I think the majority of my players got between like 50 and 75. And like my lowest score was Matt Dory that counted in my 13 and he got 44. Uh, and then everybody else was like 50, 51, then uh, a couple of 60s, a couple of 70s, uh, Dylan Brown with the 84. And uh, did I get a hundred? Oh, yeah, and Marju's 137 was my only 100 for the week. So, uh, I mean, I'm happy with the week, but it's just a bit of a weird one. Like usually you see a lot of extremes throughout the week. You see yeah. a high 100 and you see a 20 or a 10. We just didn't have that this week. Yeah. Hey, while we're, while we're recapping uh, last week, get a, get a load of these four trades that I made. So I've gone Jermaine Asako, 100. I've gone Jermaine Hopgood, double Jermaine this week, 74. I've went Tohu Harris, 63, and Cody Walker with a 68. Some pretty some pretty big ins as somebody that had nine coming in after Hudson Young and Reese Walsh got selected. So how good's that? Yeah, that's I mean, and if you don't make those trades, you end up probably 150, 200 points behind, really, don't you? So yeah, probably um, not probably a lot further, really. Yeah, true, true. Um I, I brought Cody Walker in for 68. I got who else did I bring? I brought Karaz in a week early. Um so obviously no points there, but I'm kind of playing forward. Uh, I did I did sacrifice Robson to go to Cook, which lost me four points and also cost me Chance Nickel Cooks up. So I kind of feel like I'm maybe 100 points behind there. Um, yep. So I could have actually been 1,100 plus this week if I went with that trade instead of going with Damian Cook. But anyway, it is what it is. That's hindsight. It's always lovely to... Uh, Old Nico hindsight, eh? Yeah, your favourite. Your favourite lately, isn't it? Um, so just stay tuned for Greg Marju chat because I'm going to bring him up at least 10 times in this podcast for you because I know you're a big fan. So I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> um, let's let's talk injuries very quickly. Uh, there's, four, I think, five maybe notable injuries to look at. One of them, a, a really serious one, you know, with Corey Howard and Ira going down in that game. Uh, we won't go to detail or anything like that, but... Um, you know, big concerns for him. But the good news is he's been discharged from hospital. Uh, further scans to come. And I think you said you were mentioning that Corey Horsbrett said something on NRL 360 about him. Yeah, yeah. It was just just as I was heading in, really. They um, He did a little video that he sent around to the boys, just letting letting them know that he was he was doing okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, I suppose that, you know, once you get into the week, we'll find out a little bit more. Um, but not super, super coach relevant at the moment. So, no, just, I mean, that, really so. concerning. Yeah. When you when you mm. see it like that, and and you see a guy down for over twenty minutes on the field, like, it's just not makes you feel we, sick. 
we were just sitting there in the lounge room struggling. Eh? It was not enjoying yeah. the watch. So no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, especially after the Demar Hamlin thing in the NFL last year and all that kind of stuff. Like it, yep. you start to think that's the possibility of what could happen in moments like that, but really yep. glad that he's healthy. So um, Sebastian Chris went down with a knee in the same game and Jordan Rapiner with a head knock as well. Um, Chris tried to play out the rest of the game, but came off. Uh, I don't know yep. how super coach relevant that one is. Maybe someone went with him as a pod at fullback, but um, I can't imagine he's well-owned. I don't know. that that, And I suppose we're going to cover it late, later, but that's what makes this Croker thing a bit more of a headache because they probably... The the Croker thing, which we'll cover a bit later, um, is Croker sitting to place three hundredth at home. Like I know we've got um X to come back in, but yeah, I I'm presuming if Rapana and Seb Chris are out next week, Croker has to suit up, right? Yeah, I think so. It'd be it'd look really stupid by Ricky and by the Raiders of just everyone in the Raiders organization by making that decision. It's not just Ricky Stewart's decision. It'll be there'll be a lot of other people involved in that. Um, that wouldn't make no sense if if these two guys have ruled out and uh, they still don't play him. So very interesting. I hope the Tigers absolutely put him to the sword at Campbelltown then on Friday um, night. Can I tell you, I'd be pretty excited to see Savage back at fullback. I've liked what I saw, got on him at times last year. Um, obviously, it was a 200k cheapie coming in then, but yeah, would love to see more of him at fullback. And I think Seb Chris is probably better, better in the wing or the centers. You know, once Croker retires and everything, I think Savage is the fullback of the future. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think Seb Chris initially was a bit of a stopgap, wasn't he? Um, yeah, and well, like he's played well while he's there, he's good, but... and he's a good center. Mm. So there's no point forcing that. Um, Freddie Lussick failed his HIA, so there's a good chance so uh, he will miss next week. Correct me if I'm wrong. So that's a, that'll be yep. 11 day stand down if he failed his yep. HIA. So uh, Freddie Lussick out next week, and, and man, they're they're hooker stocks at the Warriors are won't, in, through the floor. Forgive me if I'm, was Wade Egan HIA again? No, it was uh, it was actual soft tissue injury, I think, from memory. Yeah, okay, so yeah, so he's proper out. Yeah, yeah, yeah so <laughs> proper out this week. Um, and Joe, Joe Offerhand-Gowie going down with a calf injury about 10 minutes in on his Parramatta Eels debut, which was great for Hopgood owners and great yeah. for anybody who took a punt on Wiramu Greg. Yeah, yes. Um, or people that have been holding Wiramu Greg since they got in for 200K, thinking that they were just getting onto a plotter. But anyway, um, yeah, if you follow our TikToks, you had some big takes about uh, about Offerhand-Gowie. They don't always work out, do they? I, no. I think I've got a... I think I've got a Cam Murray take that's still sitting in the inbox that I never uploaded. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> At least was probably after he got the best 39 you've ever seen. So, oh, the best. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, you don't get them all right. Um, at least it was an injury. He didn't play the 80 and yeah. just end up being a shit up. So. I was just, it's just always the timing when you come out with something like that and, you, and you're definitely on one. Always, always. Mate, do you want to take us into the first game? Yeah, yeah. So the Dolphins 26 uh, defeated the Dragons 12. Um, our booms this week was Jacob Little with 110. Of course, Asako with 100 after updates. JMK with 89 after updates because he updated about 20 points. Uh, Milford, who's not super, super coach relevant, 81. Nichols scored a meat pie with 68. And Lemu Elu with 57 in base, scoring a 62. Anyone you want to chat about there, Brano? I think 
I mean, two guys maybe. Asako's the obvious one, the 100. A lot of people uh, VC'd him. At the end, once we've gone through all the games, we'll quickly talk through the captaincy options because I think what you'll notice is probably there's two players that stand out and the rest you're sitting between 60 and 75, 80. Um, yep. and, and Asako was probably the, the easiest loop option of the weekend, really, wasn't he? Anybody who owned him had the VC on him and took the 109, I think it was, before updates, and then he obviously yep. lost those nine points. But you're taking plus 100 on a week like this where you get a free loop every single week. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then, like, Little, um, he's impressed me. If you need a downgrade, I think you could do worse. Like, if you're going Sunny Luke or something like that, and looking for a, and, and sorry, you need to use a stepping stone. I suppose everybody wants to jump up to one of those 550, 600k guys um, from Sunny Luke. But if you can't get there, it'd be there's worse options than than Jacob Little. Yeah, Little's three hundred and fifteen thousand this week, forty three break even. So he, uh, with the hundred and ten, he'll likely go up about sixty, seventy k. Yeah, should have a negative break even next week too, though. Yeah, so he'll be so. about three hundred and seventy thousand, give or take, um, yep. next week. Uh, and the problem is, Sonny Luke has just plummeted so much. He's sitting at like two hundred and forty k or something ridiculous. So like, you've got to spend up one hundred and thirty k to go to Little. And I don't know whether people are going to want to take that stepping stone option at hooker anymore with yep. with trades starting to run out. So um, I don't if, know whether had... it's the right time. Yeah, little. if you had the luxury there to do it, but if if you're rage trading Sunny Luke, you're not getting anything for for his price. Yeah. You're not getting absolutely anything for his price. Yeah, That's you have true. to take the stepping stone approach or find yourself what three hundred and fifty k rather than one hundred and fifty. So, and and Jeremy Marshall King with an eighty nine um, did exactly what we expect of him, really, didn't he? Um, you know, a lot of people were looking at the cheaper options like Cook and Robson this week because JMK is about a hundred k more expensive. So. Uh, anybody who went with JMK maybe a month ago, I think was probably the right time to get him when he was bottoming yeah. out. You'd be stoked with that option rather than going with the popular. Yep. And you know what? I'm pretty, if I had, if I had Harry Grant and was looking to downgrade, probably would have went Jeremy Marshall King. But as a guy that has Robson and, you know, we'll talk about it later. He got 77, pretty happy with, you know, a hundred K 10 points. You know what? It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking at Milford or Nichols, um, but Lemuelu 62. I think the big concern with me when I was initially looking at him when he was like 400K was the fact that he had minimal base. He didn't really kind of punch out those base numbers that you would want from a guy as a potential keeper. Um, but 57 in base is very impressive. So no attacking stats on the weekend. You've got 62. You'd play, you, you'd be more than happy to put that in your center wing every single week. So anybody who jumped on him, they'd be very happy. Yeah, it looks like a really good version of Michael Cheekham. Uh, that's a good comparison, actually. <laughs> You've been thinking about that one for a while? just or just no, straight off the top just, of the head? That, that was off the cuff. Yeah, nice. Well played. Very good. Um, let's talk busts then in this one. Valence Tavare with a oh. four. You know, and, I don't even consider it a bust. That is what was always going to happen when you saw him. Um, I don't know. I think up. people were convinced that he was going to come off the bench and play either in the middle for 20, 30 minutes or maybe even come into the lineup at the last minute if Branko Lee wasn't good to go or, or whatever. Because we know that Branko, Branko Lee and uh, Ewan Aitken are both managing niggles. Um, so maybe that's what the hope was. 
But uh, yeah, four. And that kind of stunts his cash growth as well, which is really annoying. So I'm really glad I didn't jump early. Um, but yep. the, the bonus is if you had more than 13 this week, VTW drops out of your, your score anyway. Uh, I'd say yep. that he would have been your lowest score this week. So it doesn't really affect you. <laughs> I don't think there was a lower score this week. So. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Tyrell Sloan, 25, continues to be a bit of a spud. Um, oh, you know, rounds, rounds two to eight, he averaged 57. And then rounds nine to 13, he averaged 22. So everybody jumped on round, I think it was seven or eight. So he maybe got one good score out of him and then he's just gone to mush. So hopefully yeah, people jumped off and didn't that. hold him. Didn't hold him. I as didn't a, you, didn't, you traded I didn't him out though, right? Score. Yeah, I traded him out. Yeah, I don't own him. I got him. He went up in cash and then I held him for another week and then he went back down. I think I made 30K, but I'm just really, I just rectified my mistake. Like I said about a lot of my trades this week, it was rectifying mistakes. Yeah. Um, and and Katar with a four, uh, with a 31, is it a really a disappointment when it's what you expect out of him? I expected him to be my lowest score this weekend and he was. You know, He was mine um, too, so. And no, I only had 13, so. Yeah, nice. I, I didn't. I, he dropped out of my score. Luckily, I had Matt Dory forty four or forty two. I think it was that that was my lowest. So, definitely can't complain about that. But Jack DeBellin, another good game, uh, fifty four, but with a sin bin. So that could have easily been in the seventies, considering yep. you lose ten points for the sin bin and then you lose ten minutes of workload. So, uh, Jack Bird forty eight didn't play the full game though from memory. Just went off the field. Did you? Yeah, did you yeah, see any? Off. Went off. Was there... oh, I was. I was chatting to you. We were in that meeting, so um, a little bit um, not. I'm not concerned. I mean, I don't have Jack Bird, but uh, if they're going to start managing his knee, uh, you might see him play less than eighty now. So that's much less enticing for me if he's not that's playing. That's pretty much minutes. what you want. Like you've got him there because he's eighty minute second row lock, whatever the he is at the moment, and that you can play him in your center wing. And yeah. if he's not doing all of those things. Yeah, it's probably time to, you know, punt him. Speaking of punting, if you held Toby Couchman, uh, <laughs> he got 50-odd. So uh, I feel like, I don't know about you, but every single time I looked at one of these plotters that I'm like, no way am I touching that guy. They got like 40 or 50 this week. Yeah. It's kind of like... Ben Murdoch-Masilla. Yeah, Ben Murdoch-Masilla got 42. Like, when does he ever get 42, man? And But he does it on the week where everybody needs to play him. So yeah. I feel like a lot of people got bailed out by these kind of... Sub 300k cheapies getting big scores. Uh, yeah. Pasami Solo was another one for the for the Raiders. I think he got 60 odd. Like, uh, I mean, I have none of these plotters aside from Dory, so that's why I'm a little bit annoyed. But if you if you had one, you'd be very happy about it. Yeah, and sort of dodged a bullet for those people that were trying to um, outthink the room with Lomax there. 46 covered his break even of 46. He still pays 530k for 46. I'm looking for more than that from someone I'm spending 500k from for. So, yeah, spot on. Um, um heading game, to the right? next one, Eels 24 defeated the Cowboys 16. Uh, Cowboys at least showed a little bit of fight in this one, um, especially yeah. after their uh record breaking thumping from last week. Yeah, the Eels are just no tigers, really, are they? Like, I mean. Only 24 they put on them. So Tigers put 66 on, on the Cowboys. So does that so make us by a 40-point better team than the Eels? Yeah, by that logic, whatever the Eels are, they're five places above. So Yeah, right. Good. 12 points per place, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Booms here 
Scotty Drinkwater117, and, and he was in the conversation last week, wasn't he? he? A lot of people, and we were having a chat in the Discord, which we'll talk about soon, uh, and that Drinkwater was getting his name thrown around a fair bit as a, as a potential option to bring in at fullback. Is it too late? So what was he? He's about 649K, um, just got a hundred and... What, 117 in his rolling average. He had a break even of 30. Uh, he'll go up to around that 700K. I think he's too much. The only reason I would look at him is if you have Reese Walsh and he is managed for whatever reason next week. Yep. Or, or he hurts himself. That's the only trade that I can see being worth it. Unless you're properly clutching at straws and you had Gutho for the first buy but you you got gutho because he's playing all three buys yeah i, I can't see a trade that's worth it no nah, and for any cowboys players now like even robson if you're looking at him at hooker um or drinky i, I don't know whether you jump now because they've got the buy in round 15 so you, if you're going to pick him up you pick him up 16 but the issue is his last three games 75 95 117 so the cash will start going up that rolling average is looking pretty healthy so you be an absolute. You're paying an absolute premium for the for a player in the worst team in the comp. Ooh, worst team. Tigers are off the worst team in the comp. We've been referencing the Tigers as the worst Actually, team in the comp for about six months. Actually, no. The Dragons are the worst team in the comp. Sorry to all you Cowboys supporters. Dragons still <laughs> last for me. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, yeah, but Drinky was huge. Kyle Felt ninety-seven. Mitchie Moses ninety-five was also a very popular VC option in this game, along with Dylan Brown, the two two most popular. He got ninety-five. Uh, Helam Lukey with an eighty-seven after getting eighteen the week before. So I guess when you look at it, he kind of scored you a hundred and five across two weeks. So pretty pretty good, really. Nice. You'd be happy if you if you held like if you went early and maybe didn't get the Luciano news and still decided to go there, or you had that in your rolling average. You'd be absolutely charging with this because, hey, he did his job. He's still a very talented footballer. You just wonder if the opportunity's there. You definitely wonder if the opportunity's there once the Cowboys, who have four urgent players, um, once they come back into the squad. This is actually a really big scoring game. This one. I mean, you got Drinky, Felt, Moses all went above 95. Uh, Helam, Lukey, Dylan Brown, Gutho in the 80s. Then you've got our boy. If the Tigers were playing, there would have been 600s, though. <laughs> that would have been. That would have been. Hey, our, our boy, Wiram McGregor, who had basically just said, don't go near him all season, bashes out of 77. He actually passed the He looked really good. He I mean, did. it was forced. He played way more minutes than he normally would have, which is the reason why I've been a little bit apprehensive about Wiramu Greg to start with, because I just didn't see the minutes there. But every single player in the middle forward rotation just goes down with injury at the Eels. So he's the only guy in Hopgood that can stay on the park. So if you went with him, you, you just take that cash and you could probably upgrade him to a keeper when the buy period's done. Yeah, like if you have him, but like you've got to remember, like if you're looking forward and you didn't watch this game, um, a few of the forwards, uh, Joe O, some blokes like that went down. Um, of course, there's uh, Paulo. There's, there's there's blokes in the Origin squad that, that they're missing as well. Um, yeah, he's not going to get this opportunity every week, and he's definitely not a season-long keeper or anybody that you're getting at that price that you can hold through. It's just if you did have him and you needed a number for this round, you are absolutely cheering. 
Mark makes a good point here. When they start giving super coach points for waving your arms around every play, Moses and Gutherson would be the new Corey Parker. <laughs> I like that. I like that take. They, they do carry on a little bit. But, I mean, look, hey, would you – and I saw some Parramatta uh, Eels supporters arguing about this over the weekend on Twitter saying, would you rather Gutho and Moses give a shit and carry on yeah. too much, right, or would you rather Tim Manor, who basically did nothing for the Eels as captain over six, seven years uh, yeah. and was a bit of a walkover? I'd rather yep. someone give a shit for me. So yep. whilst I don't like either of them as players, uh, I, I would rather a, a captain or a player in my team that gave a shit and actually challenged the referees on decisions. So Well, I've actually found that with Renault at the uh, at the Broncos. And you don't care as much when it's your team, can I tell you? But Renault is in the ear of the ref all game long. And you know what? It, we seem to get results because of it and... Parramatta made the grand final last year. Uh, they've been a pretty good side since Gutho and Moses have been there. So, hey. Mm, yep. Other notable scores, Robson 76, Hopgood 74, Sean Russell 73. Um, some good 60s in there as well. We won't go through all of them, though. There's not really any super coach relevant ones from there. But Joe O with 10, Hodgson 17. Mate, I reckon there's a big warning sign, big uh, red flag sitting on uh, Hodgson's head at the moment because Brendan Hands yep. look good again. And he looked fantastic. How long do you continue to carry Josh Hodgson on the bench when you can just let hands play 80? Looks like he's capable of doing it. And, and like, he's another they don't, like they don't owe Hodgson anything really. He's mm-hmm. a new recruit this year um, who I suppose is a little bit of a fallen gun and just give the keys to the city to Brennan Hands, unless his match fitness isn't there or something like that. But I know when he plays 60 minutes, the spark seems to be there for me on the eye test. So, Yeah, absolutely. He does look good. I like him. Um, and I'm sure that the Parramatta Reels would love that to happen too. Um, mate, next one. You're, you're Moving boy. forward. Yeah, my Broncos 26 uh, beat the Warriors 22 down, down across in Napier, New Zealand. Um I, you know, you're talking to some of the boys. It's a nearly a day of travel to get there. It couldn't be further away from Auckland or further away from Wellington, not knowing where you need to land over there. And uh, there was a few streakers. It was a uh, it was a bit of a wild. Like you had a look at the crowd there. There was about three Broncos fans there, and it absolutely looked wild. Everybody was going off, and then the way that the game finished as well. Um, you can't blame them. Uh, let's talk about the way the game finished, because do you want to start at the beginning where the Broncos went well, or uh, no, okay, no, we'll end there. no, we're gonna we're gonna start with this because Adam Pompey should be dropped for what he did this week. Like, I reckon single handedly probably cost him the game, and there's no guarantee that he would have scored <laughs> in the corner. Yeah, single handedly cost them the game. Uh, pun was intended. I was hoping someone would catch on. Good from you. I got it. Um, got it. The old Brendan hands. Yeah, that's it. Um, but like there was no need for him to grab him at all. Probably would have scored in the corner. Um, so very, very disappointing. If you're a Warriors fan, especially at home, I thought they'd play much better. I actually tipped the Warriors to win well in this one, uh, considering how many players the Broncos were missing. You're missing all your rep players. Like Adam Reynolds, though, just put his hand up and put everyone on his back, though. He had a, he had an awesome game, didn't he? What did he score, 84? Yeah, and we've missed him those last couple of weeks. Um, and now with him back, like... It doesn't matter who's around him. Adam Reynolds makes everybody around him better. Yep, agreed. Um, now the two hyphenated, Dallin Watani Zelezniak and Charles Nickel Klukstad led the way in the scoring. DWZ with 128 and CNK with 94. 
Every time I see CNK's name with a 94 next to it, it makes me a little bit sad knowing that I had him in my team as a trade this week and then bailed on it. Um, but hey, I, it's not too late, I don't think. If you don't have CNK in your team, I mean, we've had this chat a lot on this pod and, and also privately in chats. You see CNK as a, as a genuine season-long keeper, right? Yep. Yeah. The the second I got him, I was just impressed. And also, like, he did bang out a couple scores of a 39 and, and a few scores there in the middle where everybody jumped off. Like, you've got this guy that when you watch him is trying his heart out, scores really well, has a really good super coach game. The Warriors have been really good. He scored 94 against a depleted Broncos, yes. But in a team that lost, where he spent 10 in – uh, 10 getting a HIA anyway, he looked phenomenal. Like, yeah, he, he, even I was saying to you mid game yeah. on the weekend, like, I'm just like, CNK looks fucking awesome. Like, he's in everything. Uh, that's the try that he scored, like, just backing up through the middle and just took the hard run straight up the middle. He's doing all the right things. And, you know, we were a little bit off him at the start of the season. We're like, oh, I'm not quite sure how he's going to go with the Warriors. And obviously they've turned up this year. Their middle forwards have been amazing. Uh, and he's just rolled off the back of that momentum that they've had. And obviously SJ has been incredible as well, but not quite so this game. No, and those guys that got him in uh, for the Nico or the Cleary uh, fade over this period, yeah, would have hurt a lot. Uh, finished on 39. Honestly, that try assist was late too. Like he was looking like he was going to finish on 22. Um, yeah, look, the alarm bells were always there with SJ. Um, it's not somebody I wanted to go near, but I have so many warriors as it is anyway. Like I've got Tohu Harris in this week. Um, I'm still holding Jackson Ford. Um, yeah, was really high on Nia Kore, but yeah, SJ just didn't do it. And it's not like Metcalf come in and, and stole the show. Um, it was just all the backs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Broncos played really well. Um, I think for what they were given and, and for the amount of troops they had out, uh, a lot of players stepped up. Um, it was uh, Palacia had a, had a pretty good game, didn't he, from memory? Yeah, and a few – like he scored a 42 and a few people were had got him and was holding them through. And I suppose it's periods like this is why we get blokes like, you know, Marty Tapao in the off-season and – because uh, we know that we are one of those teams that always seem to have, you know, four or five ga- guys at origin. Even when we were last um, and not going very well, we seem to have those guys going away to origin year on, year out. So, yeah, we're poised. Uh, Tristan Saylor looked good too. Uh, shame yeah. he's fullback and 5'8". So. Yeah, that's the only downside with him is that you can't really use him as enough because <coughs> it's not really a position you want enough because it's such mm. a high upside position. So probably not an option. Um, but I guess my question to you now with the Broncos not playing around 16 or 19 major buys, that's going to be a, a, a big consideration, I guess, into how people make their trades in the coming weeks. Do you have any players from the Broncos at the moment that you would still consider, even though they don't play those major buys? No, I think if you've, if you've held through this round with an origin player from the Broncos and just remember five of our 13 are in origin. Um, so I've held Reese well, uh, Reese Walsh through last week. Not Reese Welsh. That's Christian Welsh. Um, held him too, uh, but <laughs> held Reese Walsh. And you know what? He was going to be missing sixteen and nineteen anyway. Um, depends what happens with Ponger and a few things like that, um, mm. and how his debut goes. But yeah, you would definitely hold, say Haas, for example, if. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, if you held him through, but I wouldn't be looking at Broncos uh, over this period. I'd be looking at about round 20 to get anyone in now. Um, yep. Do you feel the same? Uh, no. There's one guy that I'm looking at. Um, he's 400K, 7% owned. Now, his numbers don't scream at you by me at all, by any means. And I think it's yep. a, a bit of a sideways kind of luxury trade. And I guess a lot of people are going to be looking at trading out Jared Croker next week, potentially. And, and I'll explain that soon. But am I crazy to be looking at Katoni Staggs knowing that he's near, he just dropped under 400K this week? Like under 400K, Katoni Staggs. I mean, he's only averaged 40 over the last five games. He's got a season average of 45, but eight of his 13 games have gone above 40. I'm not looking at playing him that much, but he could be a really good center wing downgrade to free up cash if you wanted to find cash somewhere and you're happy with this squad. Because, I mean, there's no AE issue. He's not going to get dropped. He's going to hold his his side. Uh, he's going to hold his spot on the side. He's not really going to get you a 10 or a 15 or anything like that. He'll get you a, I think his lowest score is 29. Yeah. Um, so, like, he'll get you at 30 at worst case. That's not really a bad AE. I, I don't know. Am I crazy in looking at him? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. But I think as long as it's not somebody that you plan on on adding every week, I copped a bit of slack at the start of the year for saying, you know, Tony Staggs is a bit of a fraud, at least super coach-wise. Like, where he is as a footballer, like we were talking about next week, for example, he's going to be marking Talakai and I don't think Talakai will get a very good score next week um, because Tony Staggs rushes the line, absolutely hammers people. Uh, people are scared to run at him um, and he's just a good footballer in that way. He's not really a super coach. But if you're adding him instead of enough and you're just going to sit him there and not play him every week or any week, only if it's a desperation play, I don't hate it. I think you'll end up holding a bloke that might be 450K throughout the year that might be your sixth best center wing, though. Yeah. If you're prepared I, for that. I'm just looking at my team at the moment, and I really don't want to trade out too many people. I'm kind of I'm looking in the center wing, and I'm going, okay, like, for, for instance, as an example, the reason I'm looking at this is because I'm, I'm set for 16 and 19. I've actually got 16 players for round 16 and 19 at the moment. Uh I'm probably going to have to look a little bit closer at round 17 and 20. I may be a little bit short there, but I don't, I don't looking at the numbers. I don't think I'm too far short. I should have about 20 available. Um, but I just, I don't want an AE nightmare that I'm going to bring in, but I want someone that could get me some, make me some cash or someone that could free up some cash. So that's probably the way that I'm thinking with him. I'm never going to play him unless I really, really have to. Good. Good. Um, if, as that is, so that's the tipper. So if you're in the chat and you're asking this question and I was answering, as long as your plan is to not have to play him, yep. is he a better player than a bloke like Hayes Dunster? 
Yes. Is he a better player than some of these other guys that, you know, Bailey Simonson or some of these other cheapies that we've bought, honestly, for about the same amount of money that Katoni Staggs is? Then, yeah, I think he's not going to be an AE nightmare. I think you could play him if you have injuries in your team and you don't have the trades to fix it that week or you need to save them for a following week. Yeah, I don't hate it. Even last year, he averaged 50. Uh, I mean, remember when he was peak kind of Katoni Staggs doing Katoni Staggs things, just, you know, scoring tries for fun and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't I don't feel like that's too far gone. It's not like he's got old and father time's no. caught up. You, it's just you know maybe how his Katoni roles Staggs are a bit different. Is? I don't know, like 24, 25. 23. Yeah, there you go. So I'm picking up a 23-year-old sub 400K that has been a previous super coach weapon. I mean, is there any sort of risk in picking him up? Probably not. Not really. Not when I'm getting him at sub 400K. I actually yeah. feel like I'm talking myself into it. I don't mind it. And I'll, I'll talk about who I'm going to go to to him um, at the end. As, yeah, as long as it's not a play, just thinking that, you've, that you're getting a gun for 399K. Because I think... We've had three years of this Katoni Stags, and yes, he had those runs of where he scored, you know, a couple hundreds in a row or goes on a four-game stretch. Then, yeah, you might consider him playing him on matchup there. But definitely, if he scored two tons in a row at the moment, I wouldn't be looking at him, and I watch every single Broncos game. Yep. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I just think we're a little bit kind of short on cheapies at the moment. So, um, But, yeah, gotten, maybe I'm, I'm not forcing a trade. Yeah, and I've got someone in here, and I know that you're going to hate it. Jordan Rickey is 433K, 3% owned, averages about 50, um, which is more than Katoni Staggs at the moment. Um, Seems to have a bit more attacking upside in his game this year. And again, just not an AE burn. Like, I wonder if you're looking to bank some cash there, you could use somebody like that as well. Could do. Uh, what's it? You got a seventy-seven this week. Uh, Fifty-eight yes. break-even. Sorry, I'm just. Lo- I actually haven't looked at him all year. I oh, mean, yeah. the problem is, I mean, his last five games: thirty-nine, twenty-five, forty-seven, thirty-nine, thirty-seven. Like, Which I'm, is why he's four hundred k. Yeah, that's right. And, and again, I mean, exactly the same as Katoni Stags. You yeah. Know, except has, has Jordan Ricky ever been the guy that's gone out and got you average sixty-five, seventy for a season or anything like that? No. Nope. Never. So that's He's probably about the best he has. Like, yeah. all I'm thinking is if you're using the same logic, and yep. Tony Staggs is the play in this, but if you need to do the same sort of thing with a second rower, you could do it. I would much prefer get a bloke that you could play him in a pinch, like yep. your Rickies, like Tony Staggs, then like completely nothing somebody. Yeah. Because yep. you, there's so many buys, there's been so many injuries. These HIAs have actually taken a big toll on. NRL super coach. Remember when we were talking about Wade Egan? Like he went up 300K and like obviously this last one wasn't a HIA, but he was HIA'd every second week there for a while. So Yeah, yeah. People are burning through trades at the moment. So I think it, it would be smart in the next two, three weeks if you could hold some. Um, I think you're going to need them a little bit later in the season where players start to go down. Yeah. But, um, mate, but before we go into the next game, I just wanted to let everybody know about the Discord. So, you know, something that we've been working hard on over, over the last couple of months is getting a Discord server together for like-minded people like everybody watching tonight uh, or anybody who's ever watched our, our streams to, to get involved in and, and just chat Supercoach and also get a bit of exclusive access to us. So, you know, we don't necessarily put everything on Twitter. 
Um, we don't make everything public. Like our final trade moves are usually private, um, but we put them in the Discord. So anybody in the Discord gets access to our final trades, our final thoughts around decisions we're making around starts and sits and captaincy, vice captaincy, do we loop, do we not? You know, a lot of those questions that you can't really just go and tweet out. Otherwise, my, my Twitter would just be going ape shit and people would be blocking me because I'm tweeting too much. So yeah. um, what we've done is we've opened up the Discord server. You'll see the invite to the Discord right at the start of this stream. So to stream uh, all the way up to the top of the uh, the live comments and you'll find it. Join the join the Discord, get involved. At the end of the day, you know, if you like the content, you'll find that there's plenty of value in the Discord as well. Um, and that's not just access to NRL, that's access to AFL. We've got obviously the AFL boys in there as well. NBA is going to be kicking off very soon. So we've got Maddie Garrett looking after the NBA there and you'll be involved in some NBA, Maddie, as well. So, um, and then for other sports like NFL, FPL, if you play that kind of stuff. BBL, as well, yeah. Yeah, BBL Supercoach coming later this year. Um, it's all in the Discord and you can choose which sport you want to access or which sport you want access to. So uh, plenty of good stuff in there. So jump in the Discord and have a chat with us and check it all out. Yeah, and it's and it's nothing behind a paywall. Um, maybe in the future if something turned up, then then we'd look into it. But realistically, for those that do not have a Discord, I would probably just say that it's just, I suppose, a little app that has a heap of chats going. You can put your trade advice out there. And you might not even get trade advice from me or, or Braino. There's just a lot of people that know a lot about Supercoach in there. And we all just weigh in and have a little bit of a discussion. And, yeah, like the Thinking Aloud said, the Discord is a vibe. Um, the Tasteful Nudes, uh, they just they just turn up. Like uh, there's a whole there is a whole stream for beer selfies. There is a whole stream for beer selfies. Get amongst it. Here we go. Look at this. There you go. And that would be in the Discord server right now. If anybody's watching, screen grab it. Um, but, yeah, no, plenty of good stuff in there. And if you like a punt as well, there's a channel for for punting as well. So uh, I'm pretty sure. Did your headphones just go flat? Yep. Well played. Well played. Damo, how are you, mate? Um, let's move on. Let's move on. So if, before we do, Discord invite is right at the top of the stream in the comments, right at the start. So all you need to do is go all the way to the top. Raiders and Rabbitohs, mate, take us away. Mate, good game all around. Uh, the Raiders 33 uh, defeated the Rabbitohs 26. Um, our booms this week, of course, super coach wise that we'll be chatting about is Tass, Hopawati, uh, Josh Papalihi, uh, Corey Horsburgh after shaving his head looked fantastic. Um, Tarpany off, they just unleashed him. He was off the minutes restrictions this week with 82. And then, of course, the Rabbitohs are uh, losing. We start going into a few of those guys. And and Cook, after, I think, getting a bit lucky with that try there, um, some of the owners were bailed out. Uh, Walker, 68, and AJ, 70. Um, if we were talking about any bus, we'd just cover uh, Timiko, which, who just really showed his floor this week. Um Mate, how many how many of these players did you have? I know I have AJ, uh, Cody Walker. I had and Tarpany. Uh, yeah, I had Tarpany, Cook, AJ Walker. So I brought Cook in this week. So th- this was a pretty good game for me, really. Like no one really failed in this game for me, luckily. Uh, yeah, and and like uh, Professor Cactus mentioned, Tarpany did get a nice update there at the end. I think he went from sixty late sixties to an eighty two. Uh, playing at lock seemed to suit him as well. He didn't take as many runs, but he was ball playing a little bit more, playing as that link man. So, um, 
it'll be interesting to see whether they continue to do that and play Horsburgh on an edge because there were definitely more attacking stats for Horsburgh playing on an edge than he, than he got playing in the middle. Yeah, and like really Tarpany there, um, he still runs the same way and then when he does run, does a bit more ball playing, but he still spins around and tries to get that offload all. Like we might see some more line break assists, but I think he'll still run the same way. I think he'll still get his offloads and definitely more minutes, more time for this beast this absolute talent on the field is going to be better for owners and i think he's must own at this stage of the year yeah yeah i agree with you hey um i guess the big news coming out of the raiders rabbitohs game is jared croker now a lot of people have used jared croker as a number this week he got 60 odd 65 i think he finished on so a really good little prop up for owners there um but Ricky Stewart came out in the presser and basically said he won't be playing next week against the Tigers at Campbelltown because they want him to play his 300th game in Canberra. What are your thoughts on this one? It just sounds like a publicity stunt. I hate it. Um, If he's really there just to play his 300th, you're actually nullifying what he's doing on the field. Like he's here because he's a good footballer and he deserves to be there. They're basically saying he doesn't deserve to be here. The only reason he's here is because they want him to play his 300th and Savage is playing reserve grade for that exact reason. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it at all. I mean, I mean, I'm a Campbelltown local. Would have been nice to go to Croker's 300th game this weekend. I'm going to try and get to the game on Friday anyway, regardless. But um, yeah, doesn't make much sense. A bit of a bit of a slap in the face to Croker. And, and Ricky Stewart came out and said, this isn't Croker's decision basically said that this isn't his decision. This is ours. So what if he wants to play? Like it, it just, it something smells off. And maybe, whether they're giving him a week off for that shiner that he got, that black eye that he ended up finishing the game with, maybe they're giving him a bit of a rest. Maybe he's a bit sore. Maybe there's niggles. Well, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt him. He played the best game I've seen him play in five years. Yeah. Yeah. He did play well. He had a good game. Um, but yeah, I guess that affects now people's numbers next week. And if you are skint on numbers and you held a lot of Eels, Knights and Sea Eagles players this week to get your 14, 15 players, you're going to be short an extra player in, in Croker next week if you're relying on him to play. So uh, that is something we'll discuss when we talk about our trades or our trade early trade thoughts because I'm thinking about probably moving him out this week. But we'll we'll see how we go. Um Keon Kalamatangi, you were you were pretty big on a little kind of fortnight play for for you that didn't really pan out. But are you still high on him? Do you still think he's an option? So, I hate where the Rabbitohs have their buys this year. Uh, it's round twenty and round twenty six. And if he's not playing Origin, when's the week that you want to get him in? It's round twenty after all the puff runs out. You know he's got one hundred and one break even. He's got fifty. He's going to come down hopefully come down for another couple weeks. And then when do you want to get him? You want to get him round 20 once you're sure that he's not going to get picked for origin. Then you've got a buy. Then he plays four weeks. Then he's got another buy, which is smack bang during the ride home. Yeah. No, no. I think he, I think he's done for me this year. And, and I owned him and I wanted to finish the year with Keon Kolomitangi the way that he's played. So. Yep. Yeah, Keon could easily be a top five to RF to finish the season with. The problem the, the you've mentioned the buyers already. It's just that that throws me off. I'd rather go with a Hamoliola Kawatu or something for the run home than go with Keon, who are very very similar players with similar kind of output. Um yeah, if you fair. if you dub over what I just said about Keon Kolomatangi and the buyers and said the same thing with Latrell. You may as well, because I really want Latrell and I really want to finish the year with Latrell. But these buys, like the extra two 
like spending 900 plus K for a bloke that's going to miss two of the last six, seven. Yeah. Not for me. Like I've got to get guys that are going to put, if I'm spending 900 K, I need them to play. Yeah. I think if you have Latrell now, you just hold him through origin. They've got a nice run. He should back up. Um, And, and if you've got him now, just hold him for the season or cop the moving him in round 26. If you're playing head to head, that'll be the grand final week as well. Cause they always play the grand final a week before the end of the season to so that rests don't come into play and stuff. Um, I don't know. I'd still argue I want Latrell for the run home. I'll just move him in round 26 for the final two rounds and I'll go to somebody else that's in form. I'll just make sure I have a couple of trades up my sleeve. If anything, he is good enough to get for, for four or five and Keon might not be. No, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Um, too late for Corey Horsburgh. I mean, we mentioned him. He got 99. We can't call him Big Red anymore. I have to call him Big Skinhead or something. Big Ball. Big I, I saw someone on Twitter call say that he just looked like a giant green penis in, uh, <laughs> on, on Twitter. It's uh, lost no, all his personality with that red hair. Yeah, look, he had a break even of 70, 73. He's definitely covered it. 630K for a guy playing in the front row. Sorry, super coach wise is playing in the front row. Doesn't really interest me. Um, the only person I'm paying up any more money for is Payne Haas, and that'll be round 20. So, yep. Yeah, we spoke about this, and I think Haas Tarpany is the front row combo that I want to f- finish the year with. And then, I mean, look, 2RF is such a, it's so wide open at the moment, but. A guy that I've been looking at and a question also from Mr. Callio in the chat is, are we looking at Sharks players this week? Absolutely. Uh, the Sharks, the Bulldogs, the Tigers and the Eels all play round 16 and 19. And and specifically, I know that there are going to be some buys in there. I'm pretty sure the Sharks have a buy in round 17, as do the Tigers, but um, you just That's need to play accordingly for that. Yeah, it is a good That's buy round. That's a pretty round. good buy round. Yeah. Uh, Britton Nicara is a guy that I probably want for the run home especially knowing that he's going to be on Nico's side. He's got a good connection with Nico Hines. If he can keep that form up and you've got those two as a bit of a combo, uh, as a bit of a stack, having a Nico Nicola stack to finish the year, that could that could end up quite positive for you. Yeah, and I'm going to have a counter-argument for that once we hit the uh, trade talks. So. Cool, cool. I want to go this week, but I don't think I can. But let's uh, let's move on to the next of oh, the last game, Knights and Manly. Knights 28 yeah. beat Manly 18. Just just finished, and there's actually a tear coming to my eye as soon as I talk about a man called Greg Marju. Uh, 137 and scored three tries. And he's just one of those people, like, you know how people score three tries and then they score 90? Like, he is just a meter eater. Yeah, absolute meter eater. But the Knights won't play a depleted Manly every week. So this was just an absolute perfect storm for Marju. Um, He dropped in cash again, and picking him up this week was the absolute right play. But can I tell you, if you're looking at his score this week, you don't add him next week. You don't add him the week after. I think you've missed the boat. Uh, I mean, he's got the buy next week anyway. Yeah, so you're not adding him. Absolutely. Yeah, he's no no Karaz. You added Karaz last week. He's no Karaz. No, and the reason I added Karaz is because I think he's bottomed out. I think his BE is about 40-odd, um, yep. and it gave me a little bit of a leg up on this week and then the future buyers. So I, I I ended up behind in points, but I feel like I'm now ahead in prep. So I'll chalk that up as a, as a bit of a neutral. Um, Ponga yeah, 86, that was a popular oh, one. Yeah. Uh, I had to watch through the, the gaps in my fingers 
with with Ponga because um, I mean his first half as an on owner, I was feeling really good about it. I was thinking, shit, Me you know, too. these guys that Captain Ponga or brought in Ponga, I think it was eight thousand people brought in Ponga. I thought, hang on, he's on 11 at halftime. This could actually end up really good for me. And he finished on 86. Um, thoughts this, on Ponga? Uh, this this last game was a real kick in the nuts for me because I genuinely thought that I had a leg up on all the people that were captaining Marju, all the people that brought Ponga in for a one-week, basically a one-week play uh, to captain him this week. And, yeah, it just wasn't that far off. Um Asako, I actually missed the update for Asako, so I thought he had 110. And I was just riding into today just thinking, this is going to be amazing. And look, I don't think that you can – I think you've nearly missed the boat on Ponga too. With his buys, with maybe getting an origin uh, spot, because that's why he moved to fullback. I don't care what anybody says. He moved to fullback because he wants his origin spot. He's went to the coach and said, hey – Great idea. Love playing 5-8 to not get HIAs or whatever the training staff thinks. Um, but I'm your best player. I want to play fullback. Put me back there, eh? And he's there. And yeah. he is going to score a lot of points while he's there. But he's got around, he's got a buy next week and he wants to play Origin. If Reese Walsh doesn't have the debut that me as a Queenslander hopes he has, hey, Ponga could be straight back in. Yeah, that's the risk. That is the risk. And obviously, look, anybody that we're talking about in this game doesn't play next week. So they're not a trade option. You're not thinking about bringing any of these guys in early, I don't think, um, especially Marju we've missed. Ponga now is a chance of playing Origin if he has another good game in round 15 and, and Walsh shits the bed. Uh, Dom Young you're not looking at. He got 83. Sip, Sipley 72. He did okay. I think he's a, a ch- what cheap front row forward, 350, 375K, something like that. Um, yeah, it could be good he, while Jerbo's out. Yeah, and that's my thinking is Sipley could be a nice option, I think. Um, I, and obviously, we're not talking about trading him in this week. But I, I feel like maybe from round 15, he could be a, he could be an okay play, knowing that Jerbo's going to be out for a bit. And also, he's, the edge forwards are, are going to be missing a fair bit of time as well. In um, Tuolungi, I think, he's going to be out for over a month. Um, who am I missing then? There's another guy. Oh, ben Jerbo. Uh, ben Draboyevic is also out. Ben who could Jerbo. play on an edge? Ben Jerbo. Ben Jerbo. Um, Burbo. Burbo. 72 for Sipley. I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I think maybe you should have got him last week or the week before. That That's probably a little bit too far gone now too. Um, Again, and yeah, I'm just not looking to trade those front row forward blokes. Like, you know, Paseca was okay. Kepi was okay. But that's wild. There were some guys out. Like, yep. I don't want yeah, to make any more trades in my front row forward. Like, I just hate burning trades in front row forward when the top seems to be 70. Like yeah. you get your centers right and you can get your center wing is right. You can get 137. Tell me yeah. where I'm putting my focus. Oh, for sure. The high upside players front row is a bit of a plod city. So don't have to worry about them. Uh, heat wave. We will, uh, who do we captain this week? I, I've VC looped dill bags and you VC looped Asako, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I had dill bags as my captain. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, trade thoughts are coming very soon, mate. We'll get through this first. Uh, and yeah, I, Professor Cactus says that it's amazing that Bradman Best actually passed it to him. I, I honestly think that maybe the first four or five times Bradman Best got the ball, I wanted to throw my TV remote at the TV because Best just cut straight back in and didn't even look to his outside once. I reckon Marju was wide open about three or four times there. So and, I was actually, and I was actually really happy with that as a non-owner uh, watching it. But can I tell you what? That pass to Marju, it was the best. It was nice. It was a little quick tap on. 
Um, I think there was a few questions in the chat. We've, we've skipped over this, I guess, conversation, but a lot of people are saying that Jared Croker is owed points from try assists from those little catch and passes. They never, yeah. ever give them. And what I mean, look, in NRL fantasy, they always give the try assist to the last pass, but I kind of don't mind the way that Supercoach do it. They do it, and and if you've got a guy that's sweeping out the back and creates the overlap, that's who they give the the try assist to. And and Croker did none of that in both of his try assists. I think that people are talking about. So that's the reason why he didn't get. Croker that. didn't create the overlap. No, that's right. He just caught and passed. So he gets a try contribution, but uh, I can't remember who it was that got the overlap or created the overlap. It'll go to um, it'll go to them. So. Uh, Schuster and Garrick had an okay game, 50-odd each. Um, I think this game showed, we already spoke about this, but it showed how much they need Turbo and DCE in this team to do well. Yeah, and I'm pretty happy as a Schuster owner because he had a minus 33 break even. I went through all those frustrating times of having him and not being able to play him, but realistically it was the right call to keep him, so I'm pretty happy. But also I think if you don't own him, watching games like this where he only got 50, I think you still want him in your team. This is a guy that I don't think you've missed the boat on. He's 330K. He's about to be, what, 380K? You can't get a player of this caliber for that. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Finu, 49 in 77 minutes as well. Um, Pretty happy. Yeah, 200K basement price as well. So his price will go up a little bit. I think his BE was 15, but he, he was good too. Uh, obviously we're just not bringing him in this week. So this can be a conversation that we have in a week um, when these guys come back into contention, I think. Um, like we mentioned at the start, Manly Knights and Eels all on the bye this week. How many active players do you have? Have you looked forward to, to round 14? Yeah. Do you know how many you've got? Of course, I, of course I have. I do a super coach podcast. Do you? Uh, how many you got? Uh, I've got 19. Um, I actually don't have too many Eels players. So I've got two, two Eels players two Manly players, and basically I just hate the play that Knights play footy, the way that Knights play footy, so I don't have any Knights players. So, yeah, I'm actually completely fine for the following week. Yeah, okay, good. I think I'm a little bit shorter than you. I think now without Croker, I'm sitting right on 17. So I think I'll I'll probably need to make a move or two. I'm thinking just one move at the moment just to get an extra number as an 18th. Uh, My my team still looks okay, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with his playing, but there's one guy I don't really want to have to rely on. Um, so I might make a move or two this week. We'll see how that looks. Um, like we mentioned at the start, we'll talk t- the most popular captains in the top 10% of teams. Cause I think that's where we start to get relevance now with, with who we're chasing in, in ranks and things like that. So, um, Dylan Brown, obviously the most popular captain and vice captain choice this week. Uh, so that's a bit of a no brainer 84. You're probably, uh, the thing with this one is it was on the precipice, I guess, or on the tip of the iceberg in terms of do you take the VC loop at 77 or do you ride Marju or do you ride a, a Damien Cook or Cody Walker or whoever it was in contention there. Um, Azarko was probably the the ceiling if you didn't go with Marju. Azarko, 19% VC'd. Um, and then obviously Hines was 10%. He was actually the second highest captain option this week. So I'm assuming people just use him as a loop. So yeah. – uh, Cody Walker, 9.3. Garrick, 9.3. I mean, Cody got 68. Garrick, 51. Uh, 8.5% yep. Captain Ponga for 86. Moses, Perfect. 3.9%. That was a good little pod, 98. He scored 5% VC'd him and probably looped. Uh, Marju, only 3.6% of people in the top 10% captained him for his 137. So that's big green arrows for those people. But then you've got Hopgood and Cook, 
at three and 2.7% who had 70s. So yep. at the end of the day, you've got two or maybe three big standouts there in Azarko, Moses, and Marju. If you went any of the others, it's kind of like you're on a level playing field with the rest. And I was really hoping that one of those guys would get a 40 or something, and that's where I saw the big green arrows. And that's probably where my excitement for this week gets a bit deflated because I actually didn't want to captain Asako. I just wanted to, like, the Eels were just playing that sort of next game, so I had to find a guy, and I was like, well, Asako's got upside. I'm bringing him in for that exact reason. Let's just chuck the VC on him. I would VC... Deal bags if I get got the opportunity. I'd probably DC uh, RVC um, Hopgood if I got the opportunity. So, yeah, I was just super high on it for that reason. But realistically, like, it was really hard to get a leg up with so many, I'm not even going to say mid scores, like 63, like for Harris, you're not even that disappointed. 75, I'm usually pretty happy with a captain for a week. Um, yeah, it was just a really high scoring week with all the Origin players out. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a good scoring week. So, And obviously, everybody in the chat, there's some scores of 1,100 plus this week with only 13 players. So some some good scores floating about. Um, talk to me about your trade thoughts. Uh, you go first. Now, for everybody, I guess for reference now, Sharks, Parramatta, Tigers and Bulldogs players all play around 16 and 19. So I guess now people will be yep. factoring in these kinds of players. What, what kind of direction are you going for next round? So I've got 20 trades left and I've got 19 players. Um, I've so it's going to be very TLT dependent for me. Like again, if Welsh isn't named, I do really like drink water, but I don't think I could do it. I could even just sit on my hands. I would really love to move Hosking. Um, Karaz has always been my target for this week. Um, you know how I said that I save some of these things in my calendar. Uh, this is the trade in Karaz week. Um, and I don't hate it. Uh, via Jules, I can actually do it. I can go Hosking to Karaz. So I think yep. that that's going to be maybe my one move. Um, and it actually helps me a little bit because I'm trying to bank a lot of cash because I want to be able to go Katoa to Nico in, what is it, four weeks' time. So mm. I'm going to be making some cash grabs and I'm going to be doing some moves like that uh, because I would love to finish the year with Cleary Nico, Deal Bags, or Cody Walker, probably Deal Bags and Munster. So, yeah, I want to be able to slot. When I go Nico for the Dragons game, I'd love to have the money banked up for Katoa there. Yep. That's going to be the target, which Katoa, I hope, is sitting around that 400K. So, yeah, I'm going to have to find another 400K. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I love the the four, the four there of Cleary, Nico, Cody Walker, deal bags. Like, that's an ideal yep. situation. And then, and look, then I want to move Cody Walker. I want to move Cody Walker to Munster. If Munster looks good or I hate those buys and a few things like that. Yeah. 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 That can make complete sense. High upside position, target the best players in that position for sure. Um, oh, I'm thinking I need to get Croker out. Uh, I, he misses round 14, 16 and 20 now if he misses next week. So he plays round 15, 17 on, yeah, 15, 17, 18 and 19. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit stuck because, I mean, if he doesn't play, I've got flat 17 next week. So I probably need to maybe have a bit of a buffer. But the problem is the only player I really want to go to, and I don't have the cash to do it, I've only got 30 grand sitting in the bank, would be Croker to Stags, which would create 60K that I'd just sit in for for one trade. Uh, it could be my only trade this week. But do you think that's worth a trade? 
I don't I don't know whether it is, and you I don't just... think I don't think I don't think at this stage it is worth a trade. It's probably the only thing that I can actually find that I would even consider worthy. Um I mean Christian Welch eventually will end up being probably a downgrade to a bottom dollar front row forward kind of guy to free up 200k 290k we probably get from that trade um but looking at the rest of my squad like i mean matty dory uh, he's not going to really there's nobody around that price range that i'd really want to grab for for matt dory either the rest of them are like all my cheapies are making cash aside from isaiah katoa schuster's going to continue to make cash harry edwards is going to continue to make cash um who else have we got uh billy smith will continue to make cash I mean, I bought Karaz in last week, so I don't need to make that move this week. So maybe I can sit on my hands this week. I actually don't know if there's anything I like. I don't know, which is really yeah. boring for the podcast. Didn't think about it. It is really boring for the podcast when we're talking about saving trades. But we've done all this prior thinking. Like, I had the boost last week. I did not want to burn four trades this week. I just got shafted by uh, by Reese Walsh and um, Hudson Young getting picked. So I pivoted. I did it. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm in a really good position. It would might actually be dumb for me to trade this week. I also need to say that I have 17 only if for feeder and Cleary back up, which I think they both do. There's nobody that plays the Friday night that we have to really worry about this round. And that's probably the game where you would consider to be less than 48 hours before they'd have to then play again after Origin. So that's the big risk, the Friday night game. So there's no one in the Friday night game that concerns me in so terms of backing up. If, you, if you're looking and you're like, oh, I've got... 15 players, I'll just trade two in, I'm going good. Like, Just remember, these guys might not play. Like, I think Fafita will play. I think Cleary will play. I think Reese Walsh will play. But they might not. Like, I think Harry Grant will play. Mm. We think Munster will play. Apparently, he's got a niggling in- injury and he's about to play Origin. Maybe he won't. Um, so yeah. yeah, just just be prepared for that. Maybe have a boost up your sleeve. I've burnt mine, and, and I, guess I the, think I'm prepared. So the, the beauty of if you held Turbo, he doesn't play anyway. He's got the bike, no. so you don't have to worry about him backing up or anything. Um, Turbo I still won't think play. with the way that he looks, he won't be playing too many weeks after Origin. I don't think he'll back up at all, based on how no. he's looking. But anyway, I, I'm I would have advised for people to sell Turbo before Origin, but that's yeah. um, probably probably gone now. So, Yeah. Um, and, and I tell you, KO Weeks look pretty ordinary at fullback, so hopefully they put hopefully yeah. they put Garrick back there. Please. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. I reckon KO Weeks' uh, time at fullback in, in first grade is almost done this year. After I think after it's – honestly, his time at fullback is KO days now, not KO Weeks. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Good from you. I know that's off the cuff because it wasn't your best work. Um, <laughs> Thanks, means a lot Actually, you know what, I've got something good for the for the pod I knew I knew I did I knew I wasn't going to come in this going I'm going to make no trades Is it Matt Dory? It's not Matt Dory but It's Matt Dury, actually uh, Whatever, I don't care He's going to be Matt Gone soon I don't give a shit about his name <laughs> Max Gone uh, Max Gone um, Alright, I'm looking at a bit of a spicy pod in the 2RF I don't think many people are really looking at this guy um, But if anybody can guess him in the chat Props Average of 61 for the season. He's got a season high of 95 points. Um, In eight games, he's only scored one try and two try assists. Now, this guy's got some really good attacking upside as well. He will play around 16 and 19, which narrows him down to one of four teams. He's a guy that I could actually use as maybe my fifth 2RF. Uh, Shot Scott at Bateman 
Uh, I love Johnny, Johnny Bateman um, because yeah. I, I genuinely feel like John Bateman could actually come good. He could explode. He's had eight games to acclimatize. He's got used to the team. He's got used to the way Sheens runs his team. He, I mean, the one thing I love about John Bateman is the fact that he kind of slides. And I know that Phil's going to hate me for kind of going on this one, but um, we were going to keep this to ourselves, but I can't do it. Everybody gets all my insight on the pod. It's not called insight for nothing. Um, I love how we shuffle sideways and palms off three or four blokes in attack in, in, in one set. Uh, and you're going to get four, five, six points in tackle breaks every single time he does that. So I genuinely feel like, and I don't think people will take the risk, which is why I'm talking about it. I could easily just keep this to myself, but I, there is a lot of risk with going with John Bateman because he plays for the Tigers. And when you look at his scores, they have been up and down. A safer option would actually end up being going to somebody like Isaiah Papali'i because he's a fallen gun, right? He's dropped 250K or something stupid. So like the smarter move and the cheaper move, it's 20K cheaper to go to IPAP right now. But maybe John Bateman is the guy that kind of takes me uh, or, or creates that kind of pod that I'm looking pick, for. Pick pick up BKP's um, chat there. And I think the big thing that you're looking at is a BKP's comment. I think the big thing that Braino's looking at is, is the... The way Bateman looks, looks like he's going to have some attacking upside. And I know that you and myself always looks for that attacking upside because we're looking for that guy that will get 90. I know IPAP's been that guy in the past, but he definitely hasn't looked that guy since he's put on a Tigers jersey. I yeah. would probably still nearly look at IPAP due to the fact that the next guy that I want, I don't want to take any risks with, with how many trades I have. But sometimes you've got to zig when others zag. And that's probably my thinking at the moment is that teams are starting to look very similar. So I'm, I'm trying to find guys that, and I actually could see, could Bateman average 70 for the rest of the season? I don't see why he couldn't. Tigers are starting to gel. They're starting to click. And uh, James Gowing was asking, can we really afford to play Tigers players in our team? When you're looking at John Bateman, who's played the two seasons that he played at the, at the Raiders, he averaged, I think, 74 and 73 for the season. Uh, he's got good attacking upside. I feel like he's he's now kind of found his place in this team. So, uh, and I'm don't get me wrong, this might be a move I don't make, but it's more so initial thoughts. Do I like John Bateman as a player? I do. Do I think he could score well? I do. Um, and we're talking about fucking off a guy like Hosking right now, which has turned into the ultimate plotter. Yep. Spot on. Spot on. Anyway. I mean, I'm probably going to think about this and reverse trades about a thousand times this week and play around with a few things. I might not even trade. But anyway, that, that's a thought over the next couple of weeks because we need to remember that Tigers players will play the two net major buyers coming up. So will Bulldogs players, but we've got a ton of them already. Eels players don't play next week or round 18. So a little bit limited in that capacity, but also Sharks players. So guys like Britton Nicara, guys like Jesse Ramey and Mulatalo uh, uh, will probably be in the most popular buyers at some point in the next few weeks. Uh, these guys now are going to become really relevant because they're playing those next two major buys. So, um, yeah, mate, that, that about wraps us up, I think. Hour 10, yeah, just, hour 12. I think there was just a question it. coming in. Yep. Let me try and find it. What are we looking at? Um, just I don't think he I don't think he is. I don't think Britton Nicker is overpriced. I think he's about priced at what you're going to get from him in return. I, I see him being a guy maybe in uh, the two RF that I'd want to finish the year with. I'd, I'd consider him a top four two RF of the year. 
Yeah, right. Uh, is this your question that you wanted? Hey, Brano, why will Queensland win and by how many? Uh, Matthew O'Brien, I've heard of that name. Yeah, um, never heard of her. Yeah, never. Uh, oh, I don't even know. I'm going to be in Cairns uh, for, for the game as well. So I'm going to be well. in Queensland opposition territory <laughs> for the game. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, I I don't feel necessarily that confident because we haven't picked our team on form. We picked our team yep. on uh, loyalty from two seasons ago, two series ago. So I'm not exactly don't even exactly feel amazing about the way that we picked our team. So as a New South Welshman, I feel like we have the better team on paper, but that doesn't mean anything. In, in that origin. always happens with the yep. New South Wales team, and I think like if we've learned anything from Supercoach, like Turbo at times this year hasn't looked phenomenal. Um, like Reese Walsh has looked phenomenal for most of his time at fullback. Is he better than Tedesco? No, but he's in better form. Um, I'm pretty, like I don't go into too many zero series being as confident as I am because I think that we've picked the right guys this year. Uh, very quickly before we wrap up, uh, Kalal Matangi, we've talked about a little bit, um, so we won't we won't cover that again. But what are your thoughts on Dylan Edwards? I don't actually like Penrith have been really looked after with these buys, um, and yeah, I'm looking for somebody like I like Dylan Edwards more than I like Gutho, but I like Gutho's draw better, so. That's essentially my thoughts, and then it, and then I've I've went to myself. I'm just thinking too much about this. I'll just hold Reese Walsh. I'm happy with Reese Walsh. Yeah, as a person who didn't own Reese Walsh for a couple of weeks there, it's absolutely shit and bricks watching him play because everything was happening around him. So uh, I just we talked about Reese Walsh not having Payne Haas and not having those guys, um, but it, but he's playing he's- Origin, so that's irrelevant. Because <laughs> he's always and, going to be playing with Payne Haas now. And Dylan Edwards is also 800K. Like, if I'm spending 800K, it's not on Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, fair, fair shout. But it's a it's a pod, but you're not spending that kind of cash. Yep. Um, you, I'd, have to have, I'd have to have 26 trades in the bank and be sitting at 27,000th. Yeah. Yeah. Risk reward. Um, that about wraps us up. I think we're done for tonight. Um but guys, if you missed the section where we talked about the Discord server, we put a bit of a server together to kind of support the Supercoach community, get involved in the chat, talk about final trades and stuff. So jump in the Discord for Insight Fantasy Sports. It's right up the top in the live chat. So to scroll right to the top, you'll find it there. I'll also post it once we've once we've uh, finished this up as well so everyone can grab it. But um, otherwise, mate, thanks for hopping on with me as always. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. Are you going solo on Tuesday for Teamless Tuesday? Yeah. I'm going to be away for a while. Going solo. I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, let's just see how it goes. I, I'm going to need everyone to get involved because I'm not much of a talker. So, mate, you, you'll find a way. You'll find a way. I'm <laughs> sure everybody will get involved in the chat as well. And uh, yeah, this Matthew O'Brien bloke doesn't like Marju, which is which is fair <laughs> enough considering he doesn't own him. So. Um, guys, thanks for hopping on. As always, we really appreciate the support. If you haven't yet, please click subscribe or hit the like button. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, make sure to follow along, leave a review. Otherwise, that's us for tonight. We will, or Maddie, you'll see you on Tuesday, and then I'll be back for the Sunday wrap up next week. Be listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll catch you later. Cheerio. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 